Okay. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Jack. Oh, actually, maybe, okay. That's I'm Byron. Fine. Uh. This isn't fun if you're back. President Gabriel, Gabriel Gabriel Christian Young at Young Knights Two on Instagram. Um, I don't know if that guy watched. Oh, this is the oh, meeting. This hey, is the meeting, I, Nick, for the um future board. I, yeah, I, I know. I haven't any responded in seconds. I mean, I don't know if, to be honest, you know that guy will actually win, but I think he, I think his speech was electric. It was electric. I think his speech was. No, yeah, th- that was a pretty electric speech. I mean, that I, was, I can't disagree. It's captivating that. for sure, was, but I just don't know how effective it's going to be in relating to the Bellarmine masses. Gabriel Christian Young, he's uh, or we can get him on Facetime if, or we can call. You. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind doing a call-in. While we're while we're waiting to call him, Nick, I was also wondering today. Um, how did you? come up with the idea for the name in front of your back what does that mean and how did it come to you so i think i was in line at a uh, raging waters or something with uh with who with, with uh, jt jacob tarango jt and then i forget who was there and um you remember exactly who was there no i don't <laughs> I, would ju- I actually don't i actually do not remember many of the ins and outs it's bollocks <laughs> is that a drop but um I just remember having this idea where we'd get people we didn't like very much. So the first day it was Jab McCarthy. We'd get them into a room or something and just, like, I guess just, like, tell them why I didn't like him. And just, it's kind of awful in its intent. But the idea was just, you know, like, reform just a, a prick. All right, sorry to interrupt, but we got Gabriel. He's going to be coming up. He says, give me a few. Okay. It's so basically what you meant for it to be as a crucible where you and your enemies would hash it out? Yeah, it, a, a little bit of that. Like, just, uh, it's, it, it kind of reminded, it, it's almost, when you say it like that, it's like the Mark Maron thing where he went through this phase in his life where he was like an ass. And then. Sounds he, like a pretty degrading yet bloody hilarious t- idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sad we didn't carry through with that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I, I honestly enjoy that idea more, getting people that I've crossed or we've crossed in the past and then coming in and kind of like reconciling it and let them. No, 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 let no, us no, 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 not reconciling, arguing. Okay, you don't want it to end in a positive way, no, you want to end no, it worse we're a in a decidedly morbid podcast, so. Okay, yeah, then I guess we got to start some beef with some people, but that was the idea, and uh, the idea was instead of just talking behind their back. 
We were just going to talk in front of their backs, just to their just faces. Straight up. Just That's just actually pretty clever. I never knew that. I, I honestly never knew Did that. Did you really not? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that clear, but yeah, that was that was the original idea. It's like a little play on words, I guess. A lot of Bjork insignia in this room. More than... Hey, what time was lunch in, Gabriel Christian Young's wondering? Any room I've been in. Uh, 12.55. Class starts at 1. Popping Yav in the radio room. You know, oh, yeah. Is that a, Canada a ginger ale or is that a, uh, it's like just a soda a water with some flavored flavor? sparkling water, unfortunately? Mm-hmm. I'm the only one here without carbonated sparkling flavored water. I want some chocolate milk. Zach out there has a Coke. I guess you could say hey, that's shout, shout out Zach. Water. I guess you could say it's America's beverage. But um, Well, Nick, so um, we're, we're all in the same chemistry class, so uh, we, we know what's going on with the. Uh, gases and pressure so you know obviously that with decreased temperature you can um dissolve more gas than a liquid right so right. we now know that why coke is best enjoyed at the coldest temperature possible right makes sense yeah uh it's a good point you made there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no what's been going on all right gabriel says he'll stop by around twelve forty to 45 so we'll get a quick 10-minute speed interview with him, which I think is good. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think we need as no much more, we need no more young as I want. No, but what's been uh, what's been popping off? I mean, ASP Ricky election. Gervais has been popping off. Ricky Gervais has been absolutely popping off. The Pope, the Pope was po- or the, the, <laughs> the bishop, bishop was popping, was popping off. off. Very good. The Pope is a bishop. Jesus. <laughs> Go bells. Pretty good. <laughs> he's t- he's touched my forehead. He's laid hands Mine on too. me. He's a- a- apparently um, Mr. Creature's talking to him, and he said like fa- he's like Father Bishop, and then he just said, "Please call me PJ." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, his name is Patrick James McGraw. Ma- Patrick James McGraw. Yeah. PJ. My neighbor goes by PJ. You know what his real name is? Pepe Jerome. That's why well, wouldn't you go by Pepe Jerome instead of PJ? <laughs> that's his- Jerome is his middle name. His last name's Cooperman, so his full name's Pepe Jerome. Did the other bishop not look like Pepe the Frog? <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. Definitely did. I think all bishops are pretty chill. Yeah. Actually, some of them are probably sticklers, but I some think... Some of them probably aren't very great to be around. Yeah. But Bishop McGraw is definitely a chiller. Bishop McGraw, I mean, bishop, he, he gives us days off, so... Bishop yeah. McGraw... Every time. Bishop McGraw's, um... Arch... Not Archbishop. Uh, what's it called? Um, auxiliary Bishop? Is like a younger dude, and he's uh, he's pretty chill. He's like an uncle, and his quote is, "The bishop needs a beer." <laughs> Nick, what did you? But think if you're of the bishop, sorry, to go ahead, go ahead. Excellent, excellent ahead. job because literally, like basically, you're. I mean, if you look at him, that's because everyone invites the bishop over. That's exactly what my mom meal. was saying. Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. a big deal because she came to her school like a month ago. She said, "Yeah." All he does is just, like, go to people's houses and share meals. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's pretty excellent life. job. If you can get to that point, I don't knock it. Yeah, it's, he gets to hang with the Pope every once in a while, too. It must be a pretty too. political ascension through, yeah. the, through the clergy. Yeah. So. And then he gets to meet with, he gets, like, meetings with the Pope and stuff. Like, the Pope just Nick, are you, are you considering holy orders? No. Lady. Nick, what did you think of, um, at the beginning of the summer? Yeah, I'm getting laid all the time, lady, baby. Lady. Nick, what did you think of Father Matt Cairns? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think I wasn't that. I wasn't that sympathetic. Who's the undisputed no, king? Father Matt, the Georgetown dude with yeah. the slave. Yeah, 
Who's the undisputed king of the Bowman Jesuits? His, he just Jesuits? showed up with his father. Wade. Undisputed king I'd of Bowman Jesuits. Father Wade. Father Wade, but Pop. among the students, Father Shinny. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but and then the technically, undi- technically it would be Mario. Mario, yeah, because he's yeah. the superior. The, he's effectively the bishop of this this, this group this, of yeah. Jesuits. Yeah, I think he like kind of organizes and just oversees everything. Well, yeah, he's the commissioner, the chairman, if you could say. You could say that the showman. Some may claim. <laughs> no, but um. Oh yeah. So speaking of the showman, we Nick and Nick and I. I mean, well, Nick discovered this new show on Netflix called uh, Carnival Attractions. Fairground, Fairground Attractions. Attractions. It follows some. And it's just British carnies sucked my life into it for two hours. I'll, I'll I'll repeat that again. British carnies throughout the countryside setting up and dismantling their fairgrounds, and it's basically a soap opera drama. But with British carnies, it's it's one so, of the best things. I've just ever a seen. bit of reality TV. I mean, honestly, I was I mean I was laughing at everything. Yeah. I was laughing at everything in this show. So is it, is it like it the same festival except they're just British? Except they're British. Yeah, just have, pretty yeah, much. Just have worse like, teeth. It's just yeah. Just like it's like a bit more. It's like, like slightly bit classier. It's slightly classier, but then also just. You know, completely bizarre, but all these Definitely people think that they're so important. Working class British people, but they're really self-absorbed because they own like a couple rides, and so they're like they they always talk about how much money they make, but in real in reality, they're carnies. They're just kings of the carnival. Yeah, but tour. basically, like they had this romanticized thing when the carnival like was the center of the town, and to an extent, they go from town to town, and when they're there, it's like they're what's happening in this town. So everyone goes there, and they have to deal with it. But it's just a really funny concept. And so one of the recurring things throughout it is each one of these has a showman. So the carnival stuff there is very different, I think, from it is here, where mm-hmm. it's like yeah. everyone has a mic and they're selling it and stuff. Also, the carnival culture is different there. Too. Definitely different carnival yeah. culture. But they're selling it, so they call themselves showmen. Everyone involved with the with the festival is called a showman. But so I like think there's a carny just called a showman. Yeah, because no, I thought the showman was like the, the head honcho. No, 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 they all call themselves showmen. But the the showman showman runs the whole. You know, is the, the head honcho, king of the roost, honcho. Or yeah, the head honcho, and then everyone else is the showman in their own way, and they kind of like sell the rides or whatever. So basically, what uh happened in most instances where the sh- the showman is some distant guy. Usually lives out in his trailer in like a ring leader suit, and then mm-hmm. he's the big dog. He's the muscle that gets called out whenever there's a conflict. So this episode was filmed during the London 2011 riots. And, uh, these uh, riots. The in cops, the constables were threatening to like not allow the carnival to operate because they were pretty close to the riots. And they thought they so, couldn't protect the people in there adequately. Yeah, so they had to call out the showman to come resolve the issue. Yeah. Comes out full top hat, no, circus but gear. But the, the big issue was they were going to lose their charter because they have a charter to operate their their fair in this plot of land for five weeks or whatever, and if they don't open exactly on one date and close on exactly the other date, they're in danger of losing this charter that they've had for some hundred years. So, so it's a really big deal. So they were freaking is, out. Is carnival culture much more like revered in Britain than it is here? I it's, honestly don't think by the general public yeah. it is, but if you took their perception of it, it's like... Yeah, it's... it's uh, Nick, I liked what Nick said about <laughs> it being romanticized. Like, you think of the court jesters and minstrels of, like, the medieval times, yeah. how that's just kind of involved into carnival culture today in Britain. But... But it's way less. So is it is it less is it less trashy than it is here? Yeah, like, well, I mean, they're kind of trashy, they're, they're kind it's... of stuck in this Victor. I mean, the kids go there and get, uh, you know, everyone goes there and gets blitzed and stuff. But the rides are all like Victorian, like they are steam operated and stuff. Oh it's very odd. They're not safe. 
steam up. And also, well, the, yeah, they were saying that, like, yeah, this one was like you know some hundred fifty years old, but like every part in it has been changed out and stuff. That's like the that's like ship the boat. paradox. Yeah, the ship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it is, exactly. it, is it is the, the ship, ship paradox. paradox. So. uh... Yeah, also, you, I was also yeah, informed the ship in the museum and that the uh, board by board. The showman is actually the ship. such a revered and you know mysterious guy that uh, only three people in the world have his number: the London chief of police, the prime minister, and the pope. <laughs> yeah, that was a great comment. That's, that's what I've heard. Oh, that, 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 three that's people the going around. Yeah, <laughs> the um, showman's number. Yeah, yeah, and and the showman is actually mates with uh, Wolf. Yeah, mates. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Rob Two is trying to rob my food. <laughs> See you, Rob. See you, Rob Two. God, was that a great, great all? That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. I need to see a show. What? I need to see a show. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's great. I was referencing that time at Taco Bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob Two is trying to steal my food. No, it's yeah, yeah. Rob Two is trying to steal Rob One's food. He, he referred to himself as the <laughs> yeah. person. No, 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 no. It was Rob Two's trying to rob Rob One's food. That's what it was. <laughs> and that was that guy was awesome because he it was like kind of cold or whatever, or it was raining or so he had a raincoat on, but it totally looked like a bathrobe. Yeah, might have been under the influence of something. Might have. His son was there, really embarrassed, <laughs> like sitting yeah. in the corner. Do you guys see that thing I said about the Taco Bell being healthy? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. It made me happy. Yeah, it made me very happy. <coughs> they, just, they just like secretly took it on themselves to make it healthier, and like didn't really publicize. I, it. I honestly honored that. Like they took out like all like what like the tri- triglycerides and whatever. Yeah, all and, like the, the, all, all the, the preservatives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna say I, that it's the my favorite and i'd say objectively the best fast food restaurant it's definitely the best I might go well i'm on this mcdonald's kick because i'm reading that book god is that fascinating ray Kroc, his story yeah you i uh, a, but taco uh, bell's the the food is better taco oh bell. i like taco bell a lot but god that guy just fascinating life so he was all he was 52 when he went he like discovered mcdonald's 52 and so he was he was born and he was like in this book he's just talking about like seeing Babe Ruth call his shot. He met Walt he was like had a weird run in with Walt Disney. He like played in a um speakeasy basically in the prohibition, like played piano and stuff. He just had these Rat crazy run ins. Yeah, yeah, and like through like Chicago media, met all these stars who like were ended up becoming big and stuff and wrote all these like classic hit songs. And then you kind of from the, it's insane, but then from that he also like points out like oh I I noticed that this type of food establishment worked well or this way of managing it worked well and then this one did and then by the time he gets to seeing McDonald's late in his life with all that experience he's like this place is going to be in every city so he's, he's is he the, he's not the creator of it is he no is he? no so, he he franchised so the, it. So the McDonald's... Okay. Yeah, so the McDonald's brothers created it. He went to them and he was like, you guys could literally have this, like, everywhere. And so um, they were like, ah, we don't really want to do it because they didn't think that they could foresee, like, maintaining a certain amount of quality in the food if they opened it up everywhere. And they were totally happy with, like, running a good place, living in the house they lived in, and, like, kind of just chilling out and running that one place really well. And then um, Ray Kroc was, like, a brilliant salesman, sold them on it, wrote a contract, and then just... Uh, took it to the moon and kind of left the guys in the dust. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard is he kind of just... <laughs> yeah. Imagine if, we, imagine if the restaurant was called uh, Crocs now instead <laughs> of McCroy Crocs. Crocs. 
God. Croc Burgers. Ray Croc Burgers. Ray Croc. Ray Croc's Restaurant. Actually, the story behind Five Guys is pretty fascinating, too. Yeah, it's, five um, brothers, right? Yeah, it's it's the it's a guy. It and, was, and a dad. It was, he has a dad, and he said... And now Shaq owns a bunch of them. He does? <laughs> Shaq owns like a hundred <laughs> Five Guys. Five Guys are so good. <laughs> Byron, Five Guys are in and out I don't love it, but... Definitely in and out But yeah. Five Guys is a good burger. Five Guys is very good. And, they, and their milkshakes are really good, too. I like Five Guys fries more They're almost in, in a different thing than in and out I don't Yeah, Because it's like, they're they're <clears> just like slightly more... They're like just one notch above uh, a fast food establishment. Than yeah, In and Out. I think they don't really have any fat drive-throughs. In and Out basically does I think the it, original motive of McDonald's. I think In and Out is a realm of its own now. Like if you hear like just the like how they cooked it and stuff, and how they ran the kitchen and the whole idea of it, and like keeping everything going, yeah. and everyone was focused on the one task instead of like it being strewn out. Um, they run as tight of a ship. And the quality of the food that yeah. was McDonald's and of kind of the prices, so I think that they kind of fill that gap, and they're all the same. They all look the same and stuff. Yeah, it's all a similar idea. Just industrialized food production, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's it's nice. I think you can really taste the, the quality difference when they are constantly making the burgers fresh compared to other restaurants that just have warm boxes with everything. Yeah, is it quality you could taste? What is is that Wendy's? That's their motto. I think it is. <laughs> Quality can taste. That's definitely Wendy's. No, you know, you walk in under on the menu on the left side in cursive writing. It's also they all have ads on TV. Yeah, it's in and out. <laughs> oh, it's in and out. Look, it's it's this sign. It's oh right, right. right. It's, it's 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 the it's the neon sign, right? <laughs> neon icon. Right. What halogen did they use to light that up? <laughs> that color. I don't know. I watched a documentary about neon sign making once, or maybe how it's made. God, well, I then love you don't that know show. that Joe's is open. Okay, where is this Gabriel Joe, Young? Joe's restaurant. Whoa! God, I'm going to make that a drop as soon as I can. What's a drop? A drop is like on this if you said something and then you have an audio cue, so like you're talking about something and then you put like, me so horny or something like that. Like <laughs> or no, we can use <laughs> that like associates with it. Yeah. No, like, we can use that to separate segments too. We could do that too. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> when, when Gabriel Young gets in here, I just want to put like a audio of a crow in the background. It's <laughs> 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 a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to come in? I don't know. It's 12... He said he stopped by 12.45. It's 12.48. I'm not having high hopes right now. There's always next week, though. High hopes is a Pink Floyd song on the Division Bell. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not a great album. There he is. There he is. Gabriel Young. Actually, you'll take this. <laughs> you'll take this right here. All right. All right. Today we have a very... Special guest on air with us today, Gabriel Young. Gabriel Christian Young. Hi, everyone. So, Gabriel, um, my first question that I'd like to start off with, um, what made you so emphatic and driven and enthusiastic in your speech? Like, why, why did you want to do we that? We just want to debrief your speech, really, because yeah. we were kind of just captivated by it, because you came out there... For the listeners who guns, weren't there, could you just kind of... blazing. For the listeners who weren't there, could you just kind of... Walk us through that right now. So basically, 
Ever since I was in the fourth grade at my middle school, St. Victor School, sorry, ran up here. Um, no, don't worry about it. Catch okay. your breath. It's all right. I've always been involved in student council. In fact, this summer, I am proud to announce I am representing Bellarmine at the National Student Leadership Conference at Georgetown University that's in Washington, so what, D.C. What is, like, that's great. So, that's, that's pretty cool, but what does that like mean? What are you going to be doing at Georgetown? for are going to be reconciling so, for slaves. I'll be meeting with other student leaders across the nation, and I will be going to the United Nations, the State Department, and foreign embassies to meet with foreign ambassadors. And wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's actually really cool. Very cool. And... They're going to be teaching me leadership and international relations. Well, back to the question about what made me so passionate is I just want to make the world a better place. So far here at Bellarmine, ASB has been known for being a joke. And I want to change that stigma of ASB is a joke to something that we students actually have a voice in to create something that we want. For example, because I was constricted to two minutes, when I said I want to bring a build-your-own-boba bar on campus, what that means is that my uncle, who owns a boba bar himself, will bring his bar on campus, we pay three bucks, and we could choose the tea, mix it up, and choose any toppings that we want. So that's like a tangible thing you could do. Yeah, I already... Instead of just saying, like, oh, no, we're going to do this. my uncle literally owns it, so... I could get that down. Bellman Bell's Build Your Own Boba Bar. That yeah. actually, I feel like that could B-B- be really successful. B B B Y O B. And what what would you do with the with the profit? With the profit? Okay, so that's one of the biggest questions that we have for these events. That us as student leaders, or even if I win president, sure, it's yeah. one of the biggest questions that comes out. Where is the money going to come for this? How are we going to have the time for this? Well, the money will come from these fundraisers that I have planned. Again, so far I stated the boba bar and Krispy Kreme donuts. I've done Krispy Kreme, and what's nice about it is it's a 50% profit out of that. So let's say if you sell a donut for like, uh, or a box of donuts for, say, 10 bucks for 12, we get $5 back. Okay. So those mo- that money will go to the events that we have planned. For example, if you want to have that free, um, those free T-shirts that I mentioned we want to give out to the school, if these events get supported, we'll have enough money to get t-shirts for everyone. For example, to even encourage more student involvement for that t-shirt idea, we could even ask you students, design your t-shirt that will go to the entire school that everyone will wear. To increase that incentive, and as a reward, we'll get you like a gift card, or as I said, a get out of jug card, or riding around the golf cart on campus. And I know that all of these are tangible because us who are in these four years right now do not remember the Bellarmine culture that was once 10 years ago. I've had relatives and brothers who went to Bellarmine, and these things were a reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to make Bellarmine again the place where everyone wishes they can go to school. Where girls at Prez and Notre Dame say, I wish I can go to Bell. But I know I can't because I'm a girl. But like, that, well, that's, that's a whole topic actually, right now. No, like, I totally understand but that, but it's, again, I want to make Bellarmine the place no, we, where everyone I, I get the sentiment. I mean, I, honestly, I like that. And, you know, it's true. Like, it's unf- I didn't know that that was the case with the two-minute restrictions for the speech because I, I think that was unfortunate just, you know, compared to 
even the speeches last year, not really, uh, you know, giving you guys a chance to talk. But yeah, you know, I mean, you came out guns blazing, which is, mm-hmm. you know, pretty solid. But um, yeah, I'm, no, I don't know. I, I I like that outlook though. You know, just like, I mean, even. I don't know. Someone even said something about you know spirit. Did you say spirit? You mentioned spirit week. Or? Yeah, I mentioned about adding another spirit yeah. week. Yeah, because because I feel like be. I feel like when we do the spirit week, it's not done in a way that anyone cares. Like if you look at it, all the other high schools, you know, they get so hyped about it, and yeah. then here we've got these themes, and no one even wants to wear the you know the shirts or whatever. Yeah, not only that, but then I feel that our spirit week is so constricted again to a big event that is happening. For example. Our big event is the Holy Wars game. Sure, that's sort of a good idea that we have it leading up. But at the same time, we're so focused on that game. And then we are also so focused on getting our homework and our assignments done so we could have that weekend for ourselves that we don't actually put in our heart and soul into that spirit week. Along with that, we're a commuter school. So it's really hard for people to make it to the night rallies, which is why I'm trying to advocate, and we did it this year, for more lunch rallies. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Mhm. No, I dig that. It's pretty refreshing hearing actual ideas because we've had other um ASB members on, you know, they're the the DC shuffle, they're all talk. They don't they don't really have any ideas behind Just their the talk. Just the rat race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been it's been pretty cool. You know, I like your ideas. They're I've never heard of them and they seem pretty they're fresh and yeah, fertile. Mhm. <laughs> and they're already extremely fertile. Tangible. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Visual. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. So, so you're you have experience with Bellman ASB? Yes. Um, ever since I was a freshman, I've been in ASB. Freshman year, I was one of four freshman representatives when that system still existed. Um, then, unfortunately, I did not win sophomore representative, but I was able to become a member at large. And as being a member at large, I was highly involved with the blood drive and the spirit rallies, and the belly flop competition. Mm-hmm. And then this year as a junior, I was the community officer where we prepared gifts for teachers or organized activities on campus. Um, for example, like the Halloween spirit games, we were part of that. And the spirit rally as well. And just trying to go around seeing whatever needs to be helped. So I have three years of Bell ASB experience. Okay, yeah. Especially with coming from middle school experience ever since fourth grade. So that's mm-hmm. former years of student yeah. council. Right. So so within the Bellman ASB thing, it's like a pretty big operation. Or there's like a lot of people involved with it, right? How much... Mm-hmm. So like with this sort of stuff, how much of wanting to do something just gets caught up in like the, bureau- the bureaucracy of it? Or... Like, maybe people just get elected and then just don't want to do what they said they would do to get elected. But, you know, how hard is it to actually do stuff within that? Uh, So, at least from my understanding, we talk a lot inside the meetings to the point where talking happens more than the doing. Sure. And it's hard since we have so many ideas that are coming together. And because you have so many ideas we don't know what to exactly do. Mm-hmm. And that goes on for a lot until, again, as a typical Bellarmine student, we come to the last minute and we're like, okay, it's crunch time, let's do something. And we just produce something that we believe is okay for what we've got, but that at the same time, we wish there could have been more of a tangible plan to that. So actually have a solution to that in my mind would be get in s- deadlines and set dates and actually turn them proposals on paper 
rather than continually talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Not only that, that makes total sense. But I'm actually thinking about sending Google Forms back out into the student body to see their sort of reception on events on what they want to see happen. And in doing that also, I want to send out what happens inside our ASP meetings to the student body. Yeah. Because you guys don't deserve to not understand what's going on within our meetings. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, you know, if you really talk about it, I think that's kind of more the assumption about ASB is no one knows what they do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that kind of explains kind of the some of the events where, you know, the posters pop up on campus and no one really seems to care about it because it's kind of just thrown together. I mean, that makes sense that that might be the nature of stuff. But if you really clean that up, I, 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 I think I agree. Maybe, yeah, you could, you know, one, clean up the image of it, but then also you know, get some cool events going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. It was great having you on, Gabriel. All right. Thank Appreciate you guys you for talking. having me. Yeah. Now, if you need me, I'm going to go around to Mandarin class since I leave for the Taiwan immersion trip tonight. So oh, wow. Have a good oh, wow. one, guys. Have fun, have fun over there. Yeah. Be scary good. We're gonna be, it's going to be big. Uh, tell tell your people, you know, at, at the dog pile. Yes. T-H-E, the word the... D A W G Dog P I L E the dog pile all one word. Go to that Twitter, retweet my tweet, get that get that ish trending. Mm-hmm. All right, and guys, it's prom season. I don't have a date. <laughs> we're like less. We're like just about a month I away. Think we're a month away, and no one has. And I do not have no a date. No one has as anyone. No, I've not completed my CSP hours, so forgive me, Mr. Pinkston. I am sorry. I've, I'm really sorry. I hope your arm gets better. But <laughs> he's been wearing that thing forever. I don't know if it's like a.